0: Today's guest on the Horned Deer Sense podcast is Eric Campbell from down in Reynolds, Georgia. I got connected with Eric through Bruce Swearingen of Forest Wildlife and he's not somebody that you're probably familiar with. You're not going to see him on TV or anything like that. He's just somebody that loves deer hunting and knows how to kill big deer. He's 28 years old and he's got more than 10 Pope and Young bucks under his belt. And just talking to the guy, you can tell that he not only deer hunting, anything outdoors, he just eats, sleeps, and breeds it. Had so much fun speaking with him. I learned a lot, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Horny Deer Sense podcast. I'm your host, founder of Horny Deer Sense, Scott Pratt. In this podcast, we connect with personalities across the outdoors, sharing hunting tips, reliving old hunting memories, and discussing life in general. Our goal, as a podcast and as a company, is to bring new hunters into this great lifestyle and to help keep the ones that we've got. So settle in, hang out with us for a little while on the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. All right, Eric Campbell welcome to the Horny deer sense podcast glad to be here appreciate you taking a few minutes as i was, uh, yeah. scrolling to the instagram uh i don't know if i'd call it work like the rest of us call it work but uh yeah I've, i'm expecting you to tell me six animals that you killed today
1: <laughs> well it's not really my full-time job uh it, it's it's mainly a a hobby but it's a hobby that that uh it, it all works full circle really um you know from the 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 night vision and thermal sails to actually using it hunting uh, uh take a few guided hunts but uh you know we, we like to do whatever's in season uh that's right. what i like to say you know it's it doesn't matter if it's it's hunting trapping fishing whatever's it's time to do it's time it's, it's time to do it then you know when when it's ripe. Um, right um but but it all, we all balance it and, and it, and it works seasonal. And, uh, that's why it's so successful, um, on that end as far as the hunting and the the thermal and, the yes, juggling it all, but we, we live it. Um, but everything. Yeah.
0: So um, I got in touch with you through Bruce, uh, who's going to be popping in here in a little bit uh, there for us wildlife. And, uh, Bruce obviously had nothing but just phenomenal things to say about you and how you go about what you do the trigger for this conversation. So we've done four episodes now, and Bruce was one of those episodes. Um, but we've done four episodes and at some point during each episode, I'll insert what we call a horny story. And that's basically where somebody has gotten in touch with us and gave us, you know, a, a review of our product. And so I'll insert it, but it's, it's very brief and uh, it, it always leaves me wanting more. Like I, I want more details. And when I saw the deer that you killed recently, I'm like, Oh, holy shit. Let's, let's get him on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I actually, i stop in here all the time like i said uh bruce and i are in the do the thermal together uh bearing optics is the the brand we push and uh the hogster units is is the units they have a new super hogster out now but uh you know we're always doing that and uh you know i, I feed his feed and and my father feeds his feed and and you know, the whole, the whole thing from his camp, you know, he does, it's not like I say all the time, it's not forest. Isn't just pellets, even though it's in my opinion, the, the best there is, it's, it's everything a deer hunter needs right here. You know, seed fertilizer. Um,
0: well, you know,
1: kind of uh, what I want to get uh, into
0: with from, you know, obviously you killed the deer uh, and the two that you tagged out with this year just, uh, I would say for most anybody I would classify both of them a buck of a lifetime.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'll, uh, I I saw that stuff on his shelf when I you know, stopped in and I, I picked it up and he gave me a quick story on, on, on y'all stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I said, let me try it. And I grabbed a few bottles and I, I waited till I got out, out in the field, but I, you know, I, I sprayed it in a few scrapes and, and I sprayed it on my, my rubber boots. I keep in the bed of the truck, but I, it smelled is dairy and 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 really in it i'm sure it is real you know i want you to tell me more about your <laughs> your process as well um and uh it, it just really a real smell smells like a deer all that other stuff you know i'm sure it attracts and intrigues uh, um, to, to get
0: any fresher you need to go out there with a catheter
1: yeah if i if i walk <laughs> through it you know if somebody had just sprayed it and that i didn't know was there it, it's a deer it, it's no uh, doubt a deer um
0: so and backing up though, and you know, I was scrolling through your feed and you you tag out with two just incredible bucks this year, but this didn't just start. If you wouldn't mind, go into and feel you know, it's not boastful. I'm giving you the platform, but tell me tell me about some of these big deer. You've uh you got how many popignons under your belt at this point?
1: Well, um I'd have to really look and and i've never i've never entered a deer into the official scoring system so you know um we've seen a lot of them and we kind of know how to score one and and i always let somebody else kind of you know a couple buddies score two or three times you know let you know we guess and have fun at it um because it you judge that deer on camera and you 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 say what he is before you kill him or, or somebody gets him and then you can use that information you know for the next year or, or you know what have you but um, I would say uh, nine or ten trophy for this area trophy deer um, 12 that I would say would gross over popan young
0: and you're uh, how old? do what you're how old 28 uh, I'm gonna hang you up right now I don't, <laughs> I don't even, even want to talk to you anymore
1: <laughs> um, I've been doing it since I was I killed my first deer at 7 with a rifle and never looked back after that. that um, was so you, I never owned my anyway. rifle. I tell Bruce that and I've told him that several times because you know that's hard to believe um in this area, you know, y'all everybody grows up with a deer rifle and hunting right. you know as a kid, but my I grew up my father, my grandfather, everybody shot traditional archery. There was no such thing as compounds up until 2004. Oh well. Wow. Um, and the only reason my father went to compound because he messed up his third finger on an outboard outboard motor cover pulling it down and never had it fixed. So traditional shooting with three fingers, he actually had a double jaw release still with a traditional for a year or so after before he you know bought one of the the nice at the time a cam and a half. Boy, so that was when the, it came out. It's just in the uh,
0: DNA. Like, you, yeah, you can't, so you can't know get into I, the world with a nose
1: before for before I, I used to shoot hogs with rubber tipped arrows before we shot him with real ones. <laughs> really? um, yeah. Um our old place was he, he's been in the guiding business for 30 years, just buddies, and he was, you know, uh member of several associations. Uh, TBG, which is traditional bow hunters of Georgia, you know, they have uh meetings and banquets and stuff so you meet folks from all across the country that traditionally hunt and like to do what you do and uh, you know public land what would have you spot and stalk here or there and uh he he built up a big time buddy slash client list you know over time and so i got to my house was a bachelor pad hunting camp you know oh, that's, every that's day awesome. um you know, guys coming in at three in the morning staying up waiting on them and you know shooting bows on the porch till daylight and, and then crash when they get done um, it's just following him around you know hunting those pigs and whatever it was like i said deer hunting wasn't that great back then um even trophies for those guys that hunted hard were not what we see today at all um oh, even yeah. though deer deer did get that big and as big or bigger as they do today but it was a lot rare um than it is today does he still get out does he he still yes uh he does um he's been last year was a slow year for him um but this this year is has been good and and he's uh the last several years prior were were really good to him as well he's he's killed some really nice deer that's Um, awesome but but we work hard at it i was counting my days because i was thinking you know I figured you'd ask questions and how I was going to go about this, but <laughs> just this season alone, to give you an idea, there's been about six, roughly, I'm off a day or two probably, but 62 or three or four days of this season counting bow season, September 12th is when it opened That's 62 or three or four. I've i hunted 58 days this year. When
0: are you going to start trying? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, um, so in, uh, part of what we like to do, uh, on the podcast, one of our, uh, main objectives is helping people get in to hunting. So yes, spent a ton of time in the woods. What are some things that, you know, maybe people aren't going to read about or hear about, but things that you've taken away in the field that, you think could help somebody maybe close that gap and help them be successful?
1: Uh, biggest thing, uh, and my wife is, I'm going to come back real quick. My wife is from California, Southern California, never hunted, you know, a day in her life, not from here. And, <laughs> talk about opposite attracting. Yes. And, uh, to put up with me, you have to understand why we do this every single day in January, February, still thinking about September, you know, she, she lives it as well. But to understand that, uh, I didn't really push her into hunting, but her first deer we shot at six or seven before we ever hit one, but, uh, she killed a a big deer, uh, her very first one. Um, but anyway, her friend hunts now and which is a a close friend of mine, his girlfriend. Um, and, and so we're, we're all friends, but I tell them all the time, confidence. Um, and it's hard to keep that, you know, what no matter what you're doing, whether it's the weather, you know, but if you're not confident the whole entire time, it's hard to hard to stay keep going and, and stay interested and, and be sharp. That's the main thing because you know how this goes. It right it, you work three hundred and sixty five days a year, sometimes for four seconds. Um, yeah. and and you gotta be ready for that. It sounds board. like my love life. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh so yeah, that's what I was saying you know the biggest thing is 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 you know it a part of the learning and and looking at sign or or where and why or what i would just um confidence is is everything yeah you got if you if you don't think there's what you want out there you know you 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 need to make it that way somehow
0: and that's a good segue right there uh the last time bruce and i connected we were talking about in it really hadn't crossed my mind until I, and I'm not plugging 4S, but I was going through their brochure before my conversation with Bruce. And, uh, it was, it was talking about, you know, how people, they'll spend so much money on gear on the back end, instead of, you know, investing on the front end and actually growing the type of animal that they want to hunt. That's right. So you, you got this in your bloodline, like you were, you were born to be a hunter, but at what point in your life did your focus shift there uh, as far as preparing a herd and growing the type of deer that you wanted to hunt?
1: Um, it's really the feed game is relatively new to me. Um, as far as, you know, the, the other side of management and, and, you know, improving the land and and planting trees and food plots and fertilizer and um, that part of it, you know, has been going on. We've been doing that a long time. And and as far as, you know, the the forest is managed as far as burning control, burning, uh, select cutting and thinning and all that stuff has been going on. But I would say the feed game really is three years old for for me and and my folks. Um, And, we, we like it. Um, I could say so three we see years a difference. Um, In three
0: years, you're seeing a difference in your herd.
1: Yes. Um, I, I'm definitely seeing a difference and not only that it's, that's another topic is his, his program and his system, whether it's the pellets, the corn spike or the draw, the more consistent you are with that, the better it's going to work. You know, um, yeah. you know, if you, if you buy a thing a corn spike today and it's November, and you go dump it out on the ground, you know, as a cover scent or something, or, you know, it's it's kind of a little bit foreign or if some, it may not be, but to a big mature white tail, my opinion, that would be foreign, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm probably not going to do that tomorrow. But when I go pick up pellets in January, I pick up draw and the spike as well, and incorporate that in every feeder filling or week, once a week or once every two or three times you feel that,
0: um, I'm glad you brought that up, because yeah. uh, it's uh, you know not as bad as say like with with sense, you know mm-hmm. some some people go out there and you know put it on a wig and if they don't kill a deer that night, uh, this shit sucks. Yeah. But with uh, the different uh, products that you're talking about, and mm-hmm. using them all year long instead of coming out, you know picking up some spike and using it, and then not seeing results and Thinking that's that right something's wrong with the product now you just you you've got an animal that's not stupid
1: Mm-mm, not at all it's a different when he when he turns five he is a different animal than all the rest of them um no doubt about it um
0: but, but like you said if you start early in the year by the time hunting season comes around and it's out there it's not going to raise any red flags
1: yeah that's right and that's with any of your deer you know your does yearlings you know the the less you can spook, spook to start off with the better um but it, that's the same as you know as a scent like yours uh just because it doesn't work that day does not mean it's not great stuff you know what i mean it's like a grunt call to me or rattling horns not every deer responds to a grunt not every deer responds to rattling horns and some days it, it's going to seal the deal or have no effect at all
0: um, so, and this is a, this is a good time of year, uh, as far as across Georgia, people are seeing road activity to, and again, going to people, they uh, getting into the sport or really, you know, you, you can hunt for your whole life and you're always learning from, I guess, how you approach, uh, the grunting, the rattling and everything this time of year, what does that, that look like?
1: You know, I don't have a blueprint there or something that really works every time. Um I've grunted some good deer in. Um I've rattled a lot of deer in, but I can't say that I've ever rattled a big deer in that I harvested for sure. So Um, when you're rattling,
0: how long how long is a, a typical rattling session? Um
1: rattling's probably the thing that I do the least, but I do, I will. Um probably 30 to 40 seconds at the most, um, not quiet, not loud, but you know, you're being hunted then. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. And, and a lot of times, uh, i would maybe would rather sit in silence the entire sit just because of that element of surprise. That's why
0: um, I'm always hesitant to rattle it's Yes, just you, mm-hmm. you have been pinpointed in some form or fashion at that point.
1: That's right. You are being hunted then not only, by sight but he is coming to find your wind um a big deer is for sure um like i said i've had good luck rattling little bucks and i've got buddies that are really good hunters that have rattled in big deer and 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 love it i'm just it hasn't worked out for me um i don't i don't like to make a whole lot of commotion um i pretty much got a game plan before that i'm not the way i'm set up is not i'm i'm i don't want to have to pull deer too far Right. Um, you know it happens. Don't don't get me wrong, but you know that it's everything's a pinch or a, a funnel or a, you know there's a rhyme or a reason. Not just he's not just wandering aimlessly sometimes. So you're in, these, you're
0: in these pinch points where you might see one deer, but it may be that deer.
1: That's right. I mean, like I said, I told you how many days I've hunted this year and over the past. I, I mean, I've been successful. Obviously, I'm not complaining, but it has been tough. You better um, not complain, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Right. Uh, um so the
0: the two bucks that you killed and again going back to like the horny stories get in walk me through the whole process the the history you had with these animals how it, how it came down uh and i'll be posting pictures of your deer you know when we uh announced this particular episode um but if you wouldn't mind, just walk me through how both of them you know, from the work that you put in all the way to flinging the arrow.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll start out, you know, this particular farm is, a, uh, this, this latest one, I, I've known this fellow for a long time. Uh, good friend of mine. Now we've, we've built a relationship over, uh, it's six and a half, seven years, probably now seven years yeah my daughter's six um so about seven years i've known this fella but um it, we, i trained horses for him and uh you know time went on anyhow long story short two years ago the opportunity came to, to lease his property um and uh i jumped on it but i all you know he knows he knows me my family so I, you know I'll, I'll obviously I want to do good you know and show him a, a difference that you know he's been there that's his family farm he's been there his whole life um, and uh, I, I wanted to show him with what I was telling him he could actually see with his own eyes and feel and, and experience every day but but say at the end of the day you know this is this is a good thing you know I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing in all aspects not just the size of the deer Right. I mean, as far as the, the turkeys, the, the quail, ducks, um, the, you know, it's, it's the whole, the whole spectrum, um, benefits from, from what we do. Um, but anyhow, that, that piece there is, is known for, for good deer. It's a good area. And, and this is just a special place it's, I can't exactly tell you why, um, it's so special. There's
0: spots like that. Yeah, it is. For whatever Um, reason, everything comes together
1: yes and i and, and i've got uh three big farms that that i i'm a part of um that's family you know one is my uncle's that I, you know I, I help him out with and, and he lets me and my family fish and hunt and and um the others my father's um and uh so I, but i help everybody food plots and, and maintenance it's a, it's upkeep no doubt um it's every day but so I, you know, I kind of alternate between, you know, what's what. Plus, we have a pretty big family—my my brothers, my my cousins. Um, but just these farms are just one cousin and and his dad and me, my dad, and my brother. It's it's pretty, it's just pretty exclusive for the amount of ground that that we're fortunate to have there. But um, this particular one farm, I tell people all the time—they they they see early season success. Um, which is a good time. And in my opinion, if you have the right setup is the best time to kill a big deer. Right. Um, but there are some farms that are just not set up for early season success. Um, really, no matter what you, you know, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I could go in there and try as hard as I want to for five years and never get a shot. Um, and I, I feel like, and and I have one of those spots, but, when November comes and October comes, it's it's the best place that I know about. Um, it's it's incredible. But then again, uh, that's why I love playing with early season. I'm, that's probably been my most successful um, because I work. To, I'm thinking about the first day For all sure. year long. Yes, and um, you know a lot of people are. It, it's too hot. It's too hot. And I ain't getting in the woods till. Till the mosquitoes and you know i'm gonna watch the georgia game and you know which is great that's fine but yeah. um in my opinion for for big old old deer that's the first week is the time to get them if you if you have the spot set up for it but uh
0: so the deer that you killed the uh the most recent one was he was he a deer that you had history with that you were aware of were you yes, or yes. was he were you watching for him i guess
1: yes uh that was i've got uh and i can uh I can send you these, I've been wanting to post, I think I posted it on, on one of Bruce's posts, uh, a timeline basically, and I can, I've can. i got a lot bigger one. Obviously I've got probably four to 500 pictures of this deer, wow. not just from July when most people put out cameras or, or later. Um, I've got pictures of this deer recognizable at, at turkey season at the end of March, nice. uh, um, early April. And it was on from there. Um, And and his sidekick, which the I'll go back to last year, the my target buck um, was actually, you know, as far as score goes, bigger than that one. um, As far as total gross score, um, and was total gross score my biggest deer ever. Uh, I killed him third day last year. My wife. What was that
0: total gross? Um, in between one hundred
1: and sixty-one and one hundred and sixty-four. No,
0: on, yeah, I would, yeah i'd call that a shooter you know, yeah
1: um <laughs> he's a real non-tip he's trashy you know so different people will score that differently um yeah. and i i haven't scored that personally but you know i'm um they're close they're good they see a lot of deer as well i got the, some good buddies that they're are really good at it a lot of times they're really close um what
0: kind of your your game that, uh, the last that, uh, you got going in like your, are you say you go in with a plan. What was your particular game plan? Like just paint the situation as far as what you were set up for, what you were anticipating, how it actually went down.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the funnest part about the whole, you know, that's, I like the way you put that, that the, to me, that's the funnest part about this is the preparation and the planning and, and running that play over and over and over in your head you know, for months at a time as to where it's going to go down. Right. And, and it, I don't think, like I said, I've been bow hunting for 20 years. It has never once gone down the way it's ever been. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was my next question. And it
1: proved me over and over again, even this year, like even last Saturday, the same, the same thing happened. You know, that's why I go back to confidence because the confidence keeps you sharp and I've been on another deer. Haven't, seen this deer or had many pictures in the that last two weeks or so and i've had a really big deer get by me twice and he's on my brain and i let a really big deer go um and went back the next day to shoot that deer i let go i said you know you you don't do that and we're not going to start today so (laughs)
0: and
1: and lo and behold the the one i really wanted showed up that was how that deal went um oh that's awesome that last saturday yep, that was that was cool but uh don't happen if you ain't out there yeah the 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 way i'm i'm different than most i mean i live here i work close to here I, i build barns storage sheds for a living and uh it's blessed me in so many ways but also you know time to do this um and when i say every day every day i go to that farm every single day unless it was just raining and pouring or or something but basically i'm at that farm every day um filling feeders doing something moving cameras you know we we, i planted peanuts uh everything from that everything that bruce has to offer as well during the fall uh grain sorghum you know his his whole his whole spectrum i mean we do it all but uh that you'll hear other people talk about it pressure is good if it's consistent um if you and i've got another another farm like this that that is a very quiet farm it's it stays quiet and there's I mean, we access it, but there's parts of it that do not see human, and you know, obviously, this other place does too. But um, here on an early season situation, if you, like I said, if if your farm, you know, and, and everybody's farm is different, I'm not saying there's only one type, but um, if you want to have really good early season success, I believe that if you you need to be there as much as you possibly can during the midday hours you know, being quiet, of course, not, not being, you know, belligerent by any means, you're still sneaking around and you're doing, yes, you're, you're still not slamming doors and whispering every, everything you do and and not cracking sticks, just, just doing your thing like you normally would be doing. And that's the biggest thing that I see, because if you, you know, if you you only feed it once a week or once in every week and a half, and, and, and some people that's all they can do. And, you know, that's just, that's part of it. But I feel like when you go in there, you really don't disturb nearly as much, you know, especially the early season game is kind of like a trickle effect. It's, you know, those deer on a pattern that, you know, that, that doe and her fawns usually are the first ones to come out of that corner. And, and that spike comes out of that corner. And and once you mess that chain up, the chances of, you know, big deer following the script are, are slim. Right. Um, just so and so that's what i do there um it's just constant and and you'll you'll hear lee lakoski say the same thing um but then again he lives on that farm that's what they do every single day is live to deer hunt and uh obviously some people aren't fortunate enough to do that um but that's what i would say is the biggest key is is being there being quiet do your thing but you know just get out there as much as you can um that's why
0: acclamation.
1: Yes. Um, you know, take, pay attention to detail. Um, that's just, you know, that that's key. Um, now
0: are you, what, I guess your entrance and exit strategies, are you in huge, Yes. daylight? How do you approach that?
1: Um, depending on your farm how how it lays out how the wind blows i don't live and die by the wind i mean yes deer you're not you're rarely going to get past the big deer's nose if ever um it's just a matter of if he cares or not um and early season is what i would say sometimes is your best shot. you know i see bucks that are probably more alert looking for a doe and skittish than they that's goes goes back to me being there if he smelled me an hour and a half before and my scent still hanging around you know because i'm not really spraying down i'm fresh off of work um when i'm filling feeders and, and and doing stuff like that um so i i would say that that one particular farm i i didn't i don't hunt until you know it cools off in the morning um that's an that afternoon spot that's my early season spot but I don't, I do not go there in the morning, right. You know, this, the past two years I have, you know, don't get me wrong. I had to really figure it out last year um, and and learn some new things. So you got to go, you got to go to do that. You do have to. So there's not
0: one particular strategy so much as you put in the time and then you kind of figure out what works for what particular track.
1: That's right. That's bow hunting. I mean, being able to adjust and, decision making thinking outside the box sometimes i mean here when it gets cold i mean all day if you can sit all day you need to sit all day and that don't mean sit in the same tree all day I, I when i was a kid i couldn't do it um 8:30 and, and i was dying to get down it didn't matter if i saw 25 i was i couldn't sit there i had to move um and i did move and but as a kid i, I did i killed some deer like that um Midday, moving around like while my dad, you know, he he go in and sit, and you know, back then there wasn't cell phones, um, so you didn't say, hey, I'm ready to get down, let's go. You know, you put one truck down in there, you know, I'm going this way, y'all go that way. I mean, he he kind of kicked us out of the nest early, me and my brother there. Um, so we hung in there, but it was hard to, we'd move around, but I, um, this time of year, you know, have a strategy of a, I'm gonna sit here until the sun gets up and then i need to go get in the shadows i need to go get in a funnel somewhere you know he's not gonna walk across his food pot. he may you know it, they will i've seen them do weird it, but, things happen but yeah, you can't weird count things on that happen, but the, the big ones that they, they like to to stay on the, the edges it, no matter what kind of edge that may be shadows um they like to do that but decision making I, I do that you know all the time and, and it, it'll hurt you and help you it's just part of it i mean they're you know, we, we deal with decision making every day, every day life. It's the same thing with deer hunting, you know, when when, and why, and, and uh, I say that all the time. Um, and, and it works sometimes. And just like that deer I shot Saturday, I went in, um, it was hot. So I went in a little bit early for the temperature, but it wasn't I, early in the rut to me is, is one o'clock. Um, yeah. In the what's your, what's yeah. your
0: setup on this deer? Are you in hardwoods? you on the edge of a uh, thicket. What's it look like?
1: Um, this is a little corner, um, at the top of a, of a drain, uh, hardwoods, but I'm just inside the field edge. Um, I've hunted around there a lot. I'd actually killed those other two really big deer within 70 yards of here. Um, and I'd taken some other deer, you know, and uh, some other deer have been taken all over there, but my personal best have actually come within 100 yards of each other's, the crazy thing about That's that awesome. little sweet spot, but uh, I had, uh, I'd hunted there, and, and watched deer cut that corner, but just putting a Spartan camera, and, and the Browning cameras out, and running those, but the the cell, I've got a covert, and some Spartans, and stuff, and and, uh, and that's new to me as well, really. Um, this is the first year I've ran a cellular trail camera. And um, moving that thing sometimes 20 feet, 30 feet, spinning it around and and not just putting that on food um, this time of year. And moving those, you know, I would move them every day. Um, it looked something a little bit different. and oh, really, really? Yeah. I'd, but then once I found this spot, mm-hmm. I'd left it there. And it's really the one thing there. There's one particular spot of this place that everything comes and goes to at some point. It's it's like what this place has in common. Everybody meets up and hangs out and knows what happens there. And uh, this is just the perfect. I'm not right in it, and I'm on both sides of it, and I've been on both sides of it. But I actually, in the day I shot that deer, I was sitting there. I had actually seen the big deer before uh, the day before that, a different book. Um, that's still there, but I was sitting there before all this went down, and I said I've, I've I hadn't really had a good hunt out of it, but I said I found the spot. Just the way the the wind blows, eighty percent of the time the same way this time of year, and yeah. the way that farm is set up, it's wrong every single day for every single setup. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do, the wind <laughs> is wrong. So you know, hunting the wind, I never would go hunting. Um. So. I found this set up and, and I'm thinking about that eight point, uh, big, big, pretty, pretty as an eight point gets, you know, 10 yards the day before. My uh. brother, my brother's about 150 yards from me. Um, and he kind of came from that direction, but you know, obviously he didn't get a shot cause he wouldn't have made it to me. But, uh, for some reason I'm, he's, he's not, uh, under my standards by no means, but for some reason I didn't, I didn't shoot. Um, because I'd already shot a nice deer this year. He's there, I, I he's in this with me too. And my wife- It sounds like it worked um, out. Yeah, but I didn't shoot him for some reason. And, and I went back, I'm on the edge of this field. This field is 25 uh, year old sawtooth trees, which are kind of played out um, that, that uh, surround this place about uh, a third of that side. It's a 30 acre opening though with interplanted trees for wildlife in the, the field, but it's about twenty acres of plantable ground in a 30 acre opening and and I it's really diverse. I, I use it as a grid is what it is. So I can I just I call it test plots. You know, I come get a bag of this from Bruce and I make a little plot and I get another bag and a mix and mix a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And but the main thing this year was was probably the peanuts that I planted. Um I did six acres of peanuts and that really you know i I planted them early for you know for for wildlife peanuts can be planted pretty late in a row crop you know they need to be put in pretty early and it was before really all the row crop guys put their stuff in and we hit the rain just right this year probably won't see it like that for a long time but that initially along you know i feed year-round and i really stress on if you're not going to feed every single day if you're going to kind of go in cycles you know if some guys start feeding in mid-summer you know um i would say your winter months are your most important time because you know bruce has told you you know you're you're bringing him back before growing season but not only you're you're getting the deer back in there after a long season and and that leading into a, a fresh summer plot that's you know big volume six acres is what I call pretty big for a food plot around here those guys with a lot bigger stuff but you got to have enough volume to support a good deer number on it or you won't have it come deer season but that was that was key there but this opening um I finally found that little spot and I've been all around it like I said I'd shot those deer pretty close to there um I shot the one opening day uh first afternoon this year the other one what do you think
0: makes this particular spot different so much different than the spot that you've hunted close to this episode of the horny deer sense podcast is brought to you by horny deer sense if it ain't horny it ain't happening it's just this this, um, tree this area what's up what's up it's,
1: it's their mindset in the rut um you know early they're thinking food now they're not really thinking food you know they're they got one thing on their mind and and these deer can check that whole entire field and they can't see out there like i said there's all kinds of um i mean i've got plot screens and and tall stuff planted to walk in and out of there's there's all different types of oak trees and um food plot stuff so it's not you can't see across it but these deer can win that field and tell what's out there really without having to show himself. Um, and I figured that out and it's, it's, it's that one spot that, you know, I get buck pictures all over the place over there, but it's the one. Where they generally
0: post up to
1: that, that three of the bucks I know are all going through that, you know, not just one deer comes through here every other day or he's in there every day. It's, it's several of those mature deer, which don't like each other right now in the same spot at some point. And, uh, I figured that out, which was, which was key. And, um, uh, I, I hunted four sits there and saw three big bucks and two within bow range, uh, this year. And it's been hunted, hunted four times. Um, so it's, it's that's a pretty a, good pretty spot. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good spot. And, and both of those, the, the two, I could have shot, including that, that latest was, you know, within 10 yards. Um, and I can get to that story, you know, I just picked up your scent, you know, a couple, a week and a half, two weeks before I, which are two you the weeks, one that a...
0: basically stole it off the shelf?
1: Basically. Yeah, I do that. That's <laughs> that's I, 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 just, I, I come yeah. down
0: to the shop. We were hunting uh, probably 30 minutes from the shop. I walked in and Bruce said, yeah, I had a bottle sitting here. And uh, one of my guys come in and basically said he was taking it. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, you see, it, if, if it, I knew it was his last bottle, and I did the same thing with some of his other stuff, I don't want to take what he only has a little bit of left, yeah. you know. Um, uh, so I, I saw that one bottle, and I was like, he's not even around here. I'm in a hurry. He's doing something. I said, I told his his guy that he had here that day. I said, uh, I hate to do it, but I'm I'm taking Bruce's last <laughs> bottle here. He'll, I'm sure he'll understand. Oh, that's uh, hilarious but yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't do something like that if i didn't think it would help me out no doubt about tell, it um, tell me about taking it out what would you think that was about my third bottle i'd gone through third or fourth i'm, I'm not sure um I, i'd usually i'll put a little on my boot sometimes um just to walk in that way if one cuts my track um and I, and i've used the draw the same this same way as well um the draw and the corn spike i i would use the same way as you know your your scent um not only will i hit a scrape or make a mock scrape or, or freshen it an existing scrape but wherever i when i get set up i like to whether there's a leaf or you know even a, a new tree stand strap that has that new smell I'll right. soak that strap but it's not necessarily to attract if it does great but it's if he smells me at least he smells this too
0: exactly um
1: and i do the same thing with the draw and spike this year um you know i feed the draw by itself on the ground with corn on the ground with pellets and and spike the same way in the troughs on the ground you know incorporate it and so if i didn't have anything to cover you know i'm not i'm not saying cover scent doesn't work but i know you know i know fox here and just you know there may be a fox here or there may not you know there may be a a raccoon here there may not but um there has been draw and there has been corn spike here for a long time yeah um and so but I do that the same way. It's just in my scent trail as well to, even though they may smell you and not like it, maybe he won't leave the country. Um, but then again, I've seen deer, like I, I was going to get to, um, both of the deer this year that I'd taken, you know, we come directly downwind bucks, this one as well. This one actually crossed me downwind twice that, that recent one. Really? He had, he had come out, of that corner and those deer do not the same thing every day or by any means none of them will every day this time of year but he had come out of that corner and i was looking for him up there and there's a that my camera is up there um, but it doesn't get every deer that walks by they they alternate trails there's a whole bunch of them right there and i had seen two small deer come out i'd been seeing some young some yearlings around i haven't been seeing a whole lot of deer lately um so those two deer came out but they came out with a little little pep in their step than than just walking out but it was a minute or two and nothing showed and I'm like well there's got to be something there they they kind of came out and and a a buck walked out up there and I didn't even put the binos on him yet um I just I said that's gonna that's one of my deer that I'm that I'm hunting um I don't like to say my deer but uh that's one of the deer that I'm hunting. so I just – I got ready, but I noticed quick he wasn't cutting that corner. He was actually going out into the field, you know. And there's plenty of daylight left, which they'll do that. Um, but I'm set up for him, um, you know, short this field, only checking this field and moving on to go check, you know, another food plot or another – you know, that's what they do this time of year. They, they cover ground quick. Right. Um, but he's going out in the field, and, and he's already – He's already crossed my wind one time, but he's looking at, you know, two live real deal decoys out there um, that are about 80 yards in front of him. But he goes behind one set of limbs that I can't see. And before he gets out of that set of limbs where I can see him, I don't want him to be able to see me as well. And that that goes back to calling, you know, I'm no expert, but I don't want the deer to be able to, I don't want to be able to see his eyes, you know, and him see me. I want something in between us. Um, And that's what I did. I grunted and just froze and and keep in mind i'm thinking you know this big eight point that i saw yesterday in the same scenario and um nothing happened for a minute or so no movement um no nothing i'm thinking you know he's probably gonna go follow the real deal like they do so many times you know it's hard to hard to pull one off of the real deal oh absolutely and and, uh all of a sudden there he is breaking off coming right to me it's you know 65 yards angling in there you know, and it was as fast as I could get the bow off the hanger and get hooked up, I'm already at full draw, and he's, he's that power walk in there with me, and, and, you know, 10 yards, I stopped him, and 12 ringed him, and, you know, watched him fall there behind me, and it was, oh, I love it, uh,
0: he's so freaking big, I, too, dude. I, I get oh. emotional
1: on all of them, and I always have, but uh, that was, that was a long time coming, you know, and I, I've definitely blessed with the deer I killed all, previous this year, but, that's another funny story, and I've, I've I've got another one on that one. But uh, uh, this was the deer that I had, you know, like we talked about, replayed the scenario and the play where it's gonna go down, you know, out of what stand, and you know he's gonna come from this way and, <laughs> yeah. and come down here, you know. And I've done that over and over with multiple bucks, and it never works. And here, you know, it happened right then, ten seconds. You know, I just I saw the daylight in between his head and and the inside of his beam when he when he crossed. Across that Oak flat into there and I'm right i like, that's, that's the wide buck. That's not, that's not the eight point, you know, and, and, and he's 40 yards on a B line downwind, um, you know, coming right to me.
0: How nerve wracking is that? Like knowing he's downwind walking. Man. You?
1: Well, I, I've, 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 like I said, I've been smelled a lot. Um, but I've also had that happen to where no rhyme or reason why, you know, either he's not smelling me for some reason, but he's, I feel like my wind's going to him, you know, or maybe I had another deer come through earlier that, that, you know, picked me up immediately when he got there. Strange
0: things happen. I mean, it just, there's some perplexing moments, Like, like you were talking about, people avoid hunting because of the wind. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was walking, you know, right into yours. Yeah. I mean I
1: you know, you hear people say, Do not go there and you know, um my uncle is the best, you know, him and my father, but I would arguably say, you know, with the track record, my uncle is is the best deer hunter ever and and he is that type. He is he's not gonna go there if the wind's wrong. Well, um, you know, I've always been kinda hard headed, you know, and I and I go and, and obviously that'll pay off for you sometimes because a lot of times you'll have that big deer come from where you've never seen a deer walk. You've hunted that stand your whole life or a hundred times or 10 times this year. And you've, you've seen a bunch of deer, but never over there. You know, they always come from here and he, there he is slipping in the back door. Um, I've seen that a lot of times. Um, and you know, the weather predictions aren't always exactly what it's doing where your stand is. Even even the apps we have, Hunt Stand or you know whatever it may be, that's they true. they're helpful, but they're not all the time accurate.
0: You can't um, look for excuses not to go. Basically, that's right. Um, so yeah, it, that kind of going back to where you started in being confident in a spot, especially for somebody that's new. Like it's one thing, uh, somebody that's put in the time that you have and you know you're hunting these pinch points in these areas where you know you might not see anything but if you see something that's gonna be good for somebody getting into the woods how do you maintain that level of confidence uh to be a, a alert and be ready when that moment happens um i've always
1: said you know especially to my wife and, and the people close to me that are new to it um I I help people out as much as I can and and buddies come over and shoot bows and and that's what we're into. But, uh, there's no way to practice for that. I shoot a bow as much as anybody. Um,
0: I mean just from the standpoint of being there and being confident and um, stay the hours in the stand needed.
1: Yeah, that, that as well. Um, that, that's a whole spectrum of things there. Um, somebody knew, you know they're gonna be trigger happy and they should be um uh, that's new to bow hunting you've got to put yourself like i was like i was getting at um you can shoot a practice bag one million times and be the best there ever was and nothing prepares you for that moment the, yeah. you know the, not just the, the adrenaline but you know and when and where to draw you know where to stop him um you know yardage you know stuff like that happens fast rarely this time of year, do you have a whole lot of time to, to shoot a range on a hole or a tree or, and be accurate as well, you know, cause right. uh, th- there's a lot of factors, but the, for somebody new, you need to, you need to, you need to be bloodthirsty. You got it in And not just deer. You need to, uh, you know, ho- that, I, I still hunt hogs in the summertime. I, I hunt them like, I'm. No, uh, you've seen the Instagram, not just the, the thermal night vision, which is a whole nother Dude, topic. You are, but, uh,
0: you are basically the grim reaper for animals.
1: I mean, well, <laughs>
0: dude, I was scrolling through your Instagram page, and basically, if it's not human and it's around you, it's not going to live long.
1: Well, um, you gotta, you gotta understand your critter. <laughs> that's that's the that's why that works so well. The the thermal. Um, you you gotta you know, with a with a stick and string with a longbow, you gotta get close. You know, anyway, so yeah. you're, you're you're used to that that bow hunting mentality of getting close and, and you're going to trigger something
0: primal, right?
1: Yeah. You've got it weird, but, but, uh, getting close and, and being quiet, you know, being as stealthy as you possibly can, whether it is spot and stalk. But, um, before I leave that, you know, if somebody new, you know, find a place that has hogs or a buddy or a, a public place and, and go chase hogs, you get better at spot and stalk knowing when to move, when to draw, when to be fast, you know, cause, cause some of those situations you, you need to run up there or, you know, some of them, you don't need to move. You need to sit right there, you know, yeah. and that's, that's decision making and nobody can teach you that. Um, you have to trial and error. I mean, hours, hours it. out there doing it and, um, you'll, you'll get better and better and better. And, and you'll, that that's hunting. That's part. That's why it's fun. I tell people all the time: if you if you kill one every day and, and shot a great big deer every other weekend, it wouldn't be no fun.
0: Um, you well, know what I mean, and I I like everything that you're going into because people see the pictures that that you post and people that kill not only big deer but consistently kill big deer. And it's something that you're looking at three hundred and sixty five days a year. It's not you know uh spring's over turkey's over. let's start thinking about deer. Mm-hmm. you are prepping your year, year round to be able to do what you do
1: yeah um I, I do uh, you know small time guided hunts, and you know I've been around that my whole life. you know my father, you know we've slowed way down now because um you know we love it we love the deer hunting so much that. We slowed down on, you know, basically the the outside hunting was all hogs. It was all traditional archery clients for hogs. You know, that's we uh, that's what we did was put folks on good spot and stalk hogs. But uh, getting out there and um, just everything about it, get, getting close and the thermal. You know, we we go out and I keep my skills. It's not necessarily to keep my skills sharp, but uh. I'm always, you know, situation wind and learning a new place. When I'm guiding a turkey hunter, I'm I'm walking through the woods, not only, you know, we're listening to turkey hunting, but I'm looking at I'm looking at stuff I wanted to see was going on last November yes. when I heard I heard that big crash down in here or, you know, I've been wanting to get over in here, but I was scared to go in there last year late in the season and, and, and boogering up for the for the later part of the year but the leaves are off, and you can
0: see everything so much better and just have a clearer picture. I I was
1: trying to get to gather that up that, that, you know, in the woods, you're, you're not always just focused on one particular thing, uh, even though you're there, you know, one task, you were doing that one task, but you end up learning so much and, and, and that, that goes, that's part of it. It's just all the time trying to get better, wanting to learn. Um, and, and that goes back to the thermal. Um, that's why that's successful is because, um, that was the first rifle I'd ever purchased was a AR 15 for hogs and predators. I've never had a, a a real live, you know, set aside exclusive deer rifle that I broke out when, when, when it was time to put orange on um, your family, so you, bow hunters, through the, the world's best thermal optics. Um, in good hands, and the get close, be quiet, you know, get in between where they want to go. um The bow hunting mentality of, of you know, close as you can, quiet as you can. That's why the thermal's so successful. Because um, you you know, obviously it's dark. You can get a little closer, so you I get out there and do my thing there, and that's how that started. I wanted to. I've got some good buddies that we do it with, and you, you got to prove yourself at something before you can. You know, say I'm going to take somebody else to do it. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I'm glad
0: you brought up the thermals. Uh Feel free, you know, go ahead and plug the thermals and the the knives and stuff. That you yeah,
1: I, I I've been kind of plugging it, but not couldn't figure out the right way. I mean, no, just go one go ham on it. it. Is totally is irrelevant to deer hunting, but one side of it has everything to do with it, and that's a You know, I use a handheld thermal, which is, you know, a non weapons mountable scanner, spotter, whatever you want to call it. And and I use it nearly every day, even if it's light or not, Um, and after dark. But it's not only during the season. And I tell you how, you know, how that helps you during the season, but your summertime fields, your crop fields, you know, your scouting. People like to watch deer with binoculars in the evenings and watch bean fields, you know, all across the country. Um, But what are they doing? an hour after you went home you know what's yeah. your big deer, what's your big deer doing or your bachelor group doing at midnight what's your what are they where are they going back in i know where they came out or um but not only that you you're into the season you're walking in um before daylight while you're sitting there and and during the hunt even a even a, a rainy night when you get there and the, the water's dripping off all the leaves and, and the leaves are wet on the ground. And, and so there's noise in the air. The woods are noisy, but the ground's quiet. You, you'll never hear anything walking um, before the I sun you, comes up.
0: I think you just sold me one. Yeah, That's,
1: I did. I mean, make it makes a whole hell of a fun. lot of sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I, when I started this, um, started using it, you know, you, you think of it, especially then, you know, people look at thermal as, you know, that's, that's kind of roguish. That's, you know, an outlaw needs that, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. but it's really, you know, it's really a tool. It's, it's something that I to, I told him, I said, one day every bow hunter is going to have a handheld thermal, every single one I of us. Um, we've got, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well,
0: that's the, one of the, the worst feelings and you know, you can, you can go in an hour before daylight and still bump something. Yes. You know? like and that's, you'll, that's a horrible
1: feeling. Yeah, and you'll you'll learn. I learned a whole lot when I started, and and this is I have to look back, but it's been three years, maybe four years. Um, I learned a lot taking it, and that was not only what you spook, you know, what you would have heard spook, but what what you really walk by that sees you and hears you, but doesn't spook.
0: Uh, that's a whole another wrinkle.
1: Yes, and like I've I've gone in on a crispy morning where you could hear a pin drop and you know those long walks through a bottom there's leaves everywhere and oh you're, yeah you're, you're walking you've heard the term i'm walking on eggshells because you know, i can be heard a mile away i just spooked everything and i'll you know climb up in the stand and look 60 yards over there bedded there's several deer that you know I need to be, when it gets daylight, I need to be looking over there instead of messing around thinking I've screwed up today. No, you didn't. It's, it's, you're good. Keep that confidence level up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah.
0: Um, No, um, that's a, and
1: yeah. I mean, just, just say you've, you've, you're, you're hunting a new piece of ground, um, public land. I mean, anything to, if what if eight or six, seven or eight deer walk by you at 75 yards before daylight, you, you, you'd never know that even right. though it didn't it didn't benefit you during that hunt but in your in your mind you're like hey maybe i need to go see what that's all about or maybe yeah. i need to back out and, and move over or
0: it's just um, another tool but it's a hell of a it tool is. and it is a, uh, i'll be i mean i'm guilty as far as just not having put the two together to that extent you know what i mean yeah and, uh, I think part of it it... hasn't
1: been affordable. I mean, really in the past, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, there was a few things out there, but they were expensive and they still are relatively expensive, but they're a lot way more affordable today than they've ever been. And they are better quality than they've ever been. There's, there is a, you know, sure enough, nice image out there for every budget. Um, and there's a unit for everybody's needs, you know, how they hunt, where they hunt, what they're hunting, we do have black
0: friday coming? do you have any black friday sales coming up
1: we can probably figure something out there you go (laughs) Uh but even down wounded game i mean or even even a a deer that you heart shot um and you know he's dead and and there's a blood trail a foot wide i mean if the woods allow for it and the terrain allows for it you just look right up there 100 yards and there he is you don't even you quit looking quit looking at even though you know he's dead you save 15 minutes um that route, even then, that
0: alone would be worth having one just that's right. uh, you know maybe finding an animal that you wouldn't have found um, how
1: many people have listened to an armadillo in the leaves for the longest time
0: uh, wait,
1: waiting for it to pop out?
0: Dude. So I'm, I'm pretty good at distinguishing a squirrel or anything else. Uh, but I'll be honest, I've been fooled more than once by an armadillo. I've, I've let my, I've damn near had heart attacks because of an armadillo and, uh, I've almost ruined a couple of hunts because I wanted to shoot them so bad. Yeah, I finally did see them, but you're, you're exactly right. Dude, we've, we've sat here for over an hour now, uh, talking shop and I feel like we could go an hour more.
1: Yeah, we we didn't co- we we covered a lot, but we really didn't cover much. Um, so here here's what I'd like to do,
0: and feel free you know to make notes or whatever. But I would like to set up you know uh, like reconnecting every once in a while to to lay the groundwork for people looking to get into hunting. And, and I know just what you've talked about today. You know I've taken a lot away from it. I know people that have hunted from year for years will, and especially people looking to get into it. But would love to set something up where you know, we have specific episodes dedicated solely to yeah looking to come into the sport.
1: Yeah, I could do I could do my homework a little better and uh you know, I I was in a hurry to get over here today and uh I was wanting Bruce to jump in here a little more and I pretty much hogged the whole thing.
0: And, <laughs> you know uh, Bruce he, ain't he, even behind you now. Look, he's it, he's he's back in the shop working again. Yeah,
1: they probably so. Um but yeah, I I would like I'd like to get him. You know, he can, he, you know, we can, he can help me out a little bit as far as questions wise and and stuff that that we have talked about a lot that that we didn't even think to bring up today. You know, for sure. Um, well, and it, like the that time goes by
0: so quickly, especially when you start telling stories and you know I'm I'm living in my head. You're seeing it in your head, and uh, before you yeah. know, an hour is gone. So. Before we break away, if you were going to give – and this is Hunter's new, old – just every hunter on the sun, what's one piece of advice that you think would be helpful? I'm putting you right um, on the
1: spot. You uh, – the best thing right now, you know, if I'm going to look at the rest of this weekend, I'm ready to get out and go hunting. You know, if somebody said, Eric, what do you – what? November what's the 12th today? Yeah. Yeah. We're about to get some cooler weather around here. It's been hot. what do you, what do you think I need to do? Um, I'm going to say, you know, pick out your best spots and, and sit there as long as you can this, this coming up weekend. I mean, this is what I call for our area. I call this prime time prime right time. here. Um, the, the next 10 days are, are probably my favorite, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty much I'm done, but it, I, from now till, around the, the thanksgiving really is is my favorite hands yeah.
0: down um i've been waiting
1: on it all year long yep so i would I would say you know get, get out there and, and even if you, you you sit a place for four hours and you can't stand it no more be ready just go go sneak sneak slowly to the next spot and, and climb up and and, yeah. and, bl- and just melt back into the tree again for you know a while and uh I, that's all i can gotta get out there it's kind of like fishing you know the more times you throw it out there the, the better chance of, you're that, absolutely uh, right i think that's going to get a uh, bite
0: i think it's a perfect way to leave it um uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely for people new to the sport if if they would start <laughs> in these next couple of weeks there's no doubt in my mind they'd be hooked oh yeah there's not there's there's really not a bad place to sit right now
1: no not not at all now is the now is the time the most time to expect the unexpected right um especially with mild temperatures because you still in half of your brain saying oh it's too hot i ain't gonna see nothing and you know the other half is it's the rut you know you need to be on your toes and and those big deer will 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 like i said slip in the back door on a day like like we're about to have the next few days and and have been here recently like i said i've I've seen good bucks but not a number of deer um and you wouldn't expect that so um, get out there and, and sit tight and sit as long as you can. I love it.
0: Eric, congrats again on your two bucks. I'm, uh, I'm more than a little jealous. I'm going to be just perfectly honest about that, but happy as hell for you, man. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know it's uh later in the day and, uh, you know, you got your family at home. So I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah. I'd love to, to get with you again. Like I said, this is my first time and I'm no public speaker or foreign Expert by any means on these topics, but I got an opinion on on most of them, and I had a good time sharing them with you today.
0: When people see your your Instagram feed and hell, when they see the picture that I post when we put this episode out, they're going to want to hear what you have to say. I think uh, at the core of it, we all want to be better. You know, I learned from everybody. That's right. Took you know a number of things away from you today uh so i think at the core of it uh our target audience is people that love hunting and if you love hunting then you love these types of conversations
1: that's exactly right i sure appreciate it absolutely we'll definitely circle back soon and do it again let's do it i'm looking forward to it
0: if you love whitetail deer hunting i know you love that conversation Uh, as always really appreciate you tuning in to the horny deer sense podcast Uh, if it doesn't suck too horribly bad uh, maybe tell somebody about it i don't know possibly maybe even subscribe but we do really appreciate it and we'll see y'all next time